Never boring. Never boring. It was pretty insane. Sometimes shocking. Oh. oh my God, no. Unapologetically fucked up chat where there is always a fair bit going on. And I'm super excited about it. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Here's Terry. Sex is never amazing straight off the bat. You know, it takes time to figure out what the other person is into and vice versa. It takes time to build up to be the best sex of your life. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm going to stop myself right there because everything I just said was an absolute lie. And today... I'm going to prove it. This episode is going to prove you can have sex straight off the bat. And you know what? I'm going to teach you how you can have, well, we're going to teach you how you can have good sex straight off the bat. Now, I've got a very special guest beside me right now. If you are an OG listener, you you might have guessed who I'm referring to. But if you don't, if you haven't guessed yet, it is the one the only. It's Mr. Gray. Welcome, Mr. Gray. It's good to be here, Taz. Good to be here. So early in my podcast days, when it was heavily, heavily based around sex and sex topics and my outrageous sex life, I spoke a lot about Mr. Gray. So there's been, there's definitely been some Mr. Gray appearances in the early days of the pod. And then we went through a bit of a stage where we didn't talk for a while, but but we're back, and now you're here talking with me on the podcast. So thank you so much for coming on. Oh, it's good to be here. It's good to be here. I appreciate it. Sharing our secrets with the world. Fuck, I don't know if we can do that in public. <laughs> How are you feeling? Are you excited? Oh, I'm yes. excited. I've been looking. I've been looking forward to it. We've been talking about doing this for. Are like you a horny? Year. Not yet. <laughs> give, give me give me five minutes. Kidding, kidding. That would be so weird if we ever had sex again. I was actually thinking about that. It would actually be fucking real weird. I couldn't do it. Which kind of, I've got to be honest, I'm a little bit uncomfortable even talking about it. Like that, I'm keen, keen to chat about it. It was fucking epic times, but there's still a part of me that's like, this is kind of fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> but why not? There is a fair bit going on. Oh, there, there's about to be a fair bit going on. Well, let's flick it right back to the start of of how we kind of got here, how we met, because even the story of how we met is quite outrageous. Oh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll give the rundown from my perspective. So like I said, I appreciate you having me. It says, uh, I'm just going to shoot, I'm just going to call it straight. We'll see where we end up because uh, that was a wild time. So basically it dates back to like middle of COVID, the first Melbourne lockdown. I was living in Melbourne until about March 2020, moved out because uh, I was going overseas. I was meant to go overseas. And then when I went back to Canberra, which is where I'm from, oh, that's way too much info. <laughs> Canberra's a small place. But anyway, um, I was living there with my parents and uh, I was going to move back to Melbourne like middle of like 2020. And uh, I, I had to come down. I hadn't been in Melbourne for like four months. I was just so keen to come back. And the boys were like, oh, mate, we're going to fucking have a poker night. Come down on like the Friday. So I come down. I had this huge night. I remember I woke up the next day, it was like midday. I couldn't walk, my legs weren't working. And um, I like crawled out of bed and Uber eats the pizza and just laid in the kitchen. Anyway, um, that night everyone was going out again. I'm like, no, nah, I'm cooked. So I don't go out. Then on the Sunday, we must have matched on Tinder or maybe on the Saturday. And we're just chatting shit. And like, I remember I said something to you like, uh, 
Um, it was something she was fighting. I yeah, yeah. You had like a kickboxing thing. And uh, we both work in the same industry. So we were chatting about that. And then you're like, oh, what have you been up to? And I'm like, oh, I've just been working on my jab for our romantic date. <laughs> something like that. That's a good line for anyone listening. I actually didn't hate that line. It was better because so many people pipe, so many guys on Tinder pipe up being like, oh, do you reckon you could fight me? Or like just such shit lines. Yeah, like I that. saved that until we hung out. <laughs> we'll, get to, we'll get to that. And so it's a good one though. Like if you're if you're texting a chick and she's like, "What are you up to? What are you doing? What's on for the weekend?" It's like insert something for our romantic date. Like I've had some success with it. I don't can't think claim you match with many girl fighters. Can't also, claim so that I've come up to, with it. You're gonna have to replace the jabbing line with something. Yeah, else, just but it does work. just anything. Like oh yeah, cool. Um, anyway, so um. We talk some shit. I, I remember we were chatting on that Sunday and I was trying to figure out what to do that night. And I'm like, oh, I'm staying at an Airbnb in the city. Like, you want to come around? And you you were like, I could, but just so you know, I'm really stoned at the moment. <laughs> the, so I had been – because I don't really go to people's houses straight off Tinder. It's not my thing. I, I, they, all, I, they all say that. Well – if I'm going to pull somebody first night, like first time I'm going to bang them, it's from a night out, you know. I never will go to a house just sober straight off the bat. I think that's a little bit weird. To be, to be honest, I don't like it either because even as a guy, like you don't have to worry about your safety the way a chick does. But like if some chick comes around and you're just not into it, it's it's awkward. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's real awkward. And especially, like, you can't just leave – you can easily leave a bar or something, but leaving somebody's house and that's – I don't know, it freaks me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I also yeah. feel safe because I can protect myself and jab somebody if I need to, make them tap if I need to, which I might add, I did make you tap. No, it didn't happen. That definitely, that definitely didn't happen. I got a bit of rear naked choke the first night we hung out and he tapped. And this is before I even started jujitsu, might I add. Anywho, okay, so – Jeez, that was a low point in my life. <laughs> Before I came over, I had been hanging out with my housemates and I was so stoned. Like, <laughs> I'm talking, I had smoked so many cones before I came to your house. So before I left, I also had a cheeky two shots, you know, just a little bit of liquid courage. Yeah, so you come around and uh, I'm still kind of dusty from the Friday. It was that big. Like, I wasn't dusty, but I was like, oh, I'm not that keen to get on it. But then you were coming around. I went and bought some wine. We met in the foyer or whatever. And I'm like, oh, yeah, let's get on it. So we start chatting and we're just drinking some wine. And then um, you start telling me about your fighting and, like, your amateur record. And somehow the topic comes up of, like, oh, have you ever uh, – have you got any fights on YouTube? You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, I, I KO'd this bitch. I'll show you. <laughs> I'm just like, right, eh? So I just remember we're just sitting there. And then we started watching all, like, Conor Khabib. We started watching all these UFC fights. You were just, like, beating some chick up. And I'm just sitting there watching it. I'm like, fuck. And I remember – and I'll get into, like, the nuances of this, like, as we get further into this chat – I distinctly remember in the moment you you tell me how you ran a business and you're a fighter. And the very first thing <laughs> speaks volumes about how I think, but the very first thing I thought when I got when you told me that is I was like, this chick's gonna be into kinky shit. Gar- <laughs> guarantee it. And like my thing with that is like any woman that works in any kind of like not works, but does anything in her life where she is in control, dominant, especially if it's her career, she's really corporate-based, fighting, sport, is a mother. Pretty much every chick on the planet, but anyway, they're, they're like because they because they're so used to being in control in every other part of their life. When it comes to sex, they want to relinquish that. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, that's like the feminine nature. Like women in general want to relinquish control 
Again, we're speaking generally. Don't get triggered anymore. <laughs> um, some guys do. Fuck, I don't mind. Well, at that's times. the same because I have had a dominatrix on the podcast, and she, when I interviewed her, she was saying the majority of her clients are like high-profile CEOs, they're big businessmen, they're big salesmen, they're in like <coughs> very high, powerful jobs. They're always in control. So I think it's I don't know. It again comes back to you just want to lose that control for a bit. For sure, when you're so like, used to being. I have a belief that I'll probably never be able to prove. I reckon Donald Trump, would, would, <laughs> he would want like the kinkiest. The, the, I reckon in sexually he would be super submissive like, because he's just so fucking dominant, so in control. That shit gets tiring even as a dude. But anyway, that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> so you're telling me that about all this shit and I'm just like, oh, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, this chick's going to be into some shit. And um, I've also told myself that if some chick told me she played chess, I'd be like, oh, fuck, she's <laughs> she going to be into some <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> so I remember thinking that. And so then we start – um, and I just, I can't remember at what point, like, so we started drinking wine, we started wrestling, we were making out at one point and then you just turned into a fucking pest. Like it didn't take very long. I remember I had like, I had like a couple of lines of Coke left from it the Friday so and easy to wind up. it was a Sunday night and you're like, oh, can I just smash the rest of your Coke? And I just remember thinking like, yeah, righto. Next thing I'm doing bumps with you and I'm just like thinking, fuck, who is this chick? Like, and then remember the Airbnb had that crack in the wall. Oh. So... You kind of had to see the way the Airbnb was, like of where the kitchen was, you could sort of see from like the living room, we're sitting on the couch. And I just happened to look over, because I'd been either like real fucked up or asleep the whole weekend. I just look over and the, the wall has a crack through it, like a huge crack. And I, I was like, dumb, stupidly said it out loud. I'm like, fuck, I do not remember seeing that crack in the wall when I first come in here. Like, what the fuck? It reeked of a wind-up as soon as those words come oh. out of your mouth. And I was still pretty edgy from the Friday. Like, I was a bit out of it. And then you were just like, oh, you did that. I saw you do that or some shit. And I was like, oh, did I? Fuck. I was getting all paranoid. <laughs> you were freaking out. And I just remember Snapchatting my friends, like, you losing the plot. Like, you were standing there. You were going back and forth. It's like pacing. And then you're like, oi, girls, like, he, he cracked the wall. And, like, I, I kind of knew you were winding me up. But it was fucking wigging me out. And I was just like, shut the fuck up. It was kind of funny though, like trying to figure out. And then I texted the landlord. She's like, no, that's already been there. I was like, oh, right, we're good. That was. That so I, we end up um, we end up just drinking. We smashed this wine. We watched a bunch of UFC fights. And then, um, oh, yeah. And then after like a, a bottle and a half of wine, you fucking jump on my neck and try and make me tap. Um, I'm going to correct you there. You definitely tapped. And it was like a strong tap. It wasn't like a little baby. Oh, it was like, let me Fuck out. Off. <laughs> I remember, I'm like, right, I get off me. You're like, not unless you tap. And I was like. <sighs> You're just really manipulating how this actually happened. But yes, you did. You did force me to do it. Anyway. <laughs> Let's get to the juicy stuff. Let's get to the juicy stuff. So like, we basically get to this point where we're going to bang. And, um, and so pretty much what happened was. And again, I'll, I'll talk about this like further into it. Before I have sex with someone, and this is like something I learned to do because I studied this stuff and um, I'll talk about that too. But I say to you, I'm like, what are you into? Like, No one, I just want to point out, no one had ever asked me that before either. And I will never have rough sex or anything apart from like um, until I really trust somebody. Until I trust somebody, I won't explore other things that I am really into because you don't have that like trust and connection built yet, which is why I was so surprised when we had the sex that we did the first night. But I think the main thing of why and how that happened is because 
of that exact one line you said. And I remember I was like taken aback. You said, you know, like, what are you into? What are you not into? And as a guy, every time you ask a chick that, hey, what, what do you like? What, like, what guarantee the reaction is, huh? Like, what? I'm like, what do you like? And then, you, like, they'll probably be shy. They won't want to say, like, oh, you know, like, <laughs> kick me in the back of the head and fucking ask for something. But they'll they'll say something like, oh, like, whatever you like or what are you into? And then you'll just lead and be like, oh, you know, or, like, you know, do you want to be, like, choked, slapped, spanked, like, kicked in the head? Like, <laughs> do you want me to put big black boots on and stand on your head or tie you up? Or... No, 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 you didn't. No, no, but I'm, I'm, no, I'm saying as the guy, like, you say to them, like, you know, like, what are you into? I don't judge. Like, do you like it in Throw your ass? Throw a like, my face. Yeah, like, you know, do you want to – whatever. Like, And I genuinely – this is a true story. I told you this. So I remember, like, I think it was start of last year. I'm pretty sure we were talking again. Anyway, this chick came over that I met online. Only, we only hooked up once. And I said the same thing to her. I was like, oh, what are you into? And she's like, oh, I'm not into anything rough. I was like, oh, yeah, cool. That's that's like, whatever. I'm like, oh, so what do you like? She's like – Oh, um, and I remember, I distinctly remember, I'm like sitting on my balcony, kind of like kicking back in this chair, drinking some wine. She's like, oh, I'm kind of into like the whole girlfriend experience. I was like, oh, I'm thinking no, no one's really set. Like obviously I know like, what that means loosely, but I'm like, oh, no one's ever really asked me that. I'm like, oh, like, what, like yeah, cool. Like, what does that look like? Or what do you want me to do? She's like, oh, when you fuck me, can you tell me that you love me? And, <laughs> and she says it full serious. Well, I literally just fell. And like I'm the most like, you could say you're into anything. If you were like, you know, like I want to fuck two midgets or something while we're having sex. Oh, cool, whatever. Like, doesn't mean it doesn't mean I don't I, it doesn't mean I would do it. But yeah, I'm not. I'm like cool. If you I, actually, I respect people that'll say they're into crazy shit because I'm like awesome. And so, um, but this one just caught me so off guard. I actually fell off the chair. Like, and I'm on the concrete. And I'm in my head. I'm like, dude, don't shame her for it. Like, that's bad. And I couldn't stop laughing. I get up, <laughs> and uh, I'm like, okay, cool. What else? And she's like, oh, um, just tell me that you want me to have your kids. Fuck off. So in my head, my first thought is like, this is fucked. My second thought is this is going to be a funny story. My third thought was like, all right, yeah, fuck it, I'll do it. So, I, But then I said to her, I was like, I'm only going to do it if like it actually feels like sort of congruent. Like, you know, like the sex is good and like obviously I'm not going to be in love with you, but it, it, it's going to have to feel like it's, it's – a lot. And it was the worst sex. I never did it. Um, did, you but, say, did you tell her that you loved her? No. No, 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 no. No. So anyway, but that's an, that's an example, right? And so – the point I was getting at is like just by saying to you like, hey, what are you into? It just – it creates a lot of like trust and connection and safety, which is huge for women, which we'll talk about. And so I can't even really remember what you said. You were just like – I can't really remember what I said either. Do anything to me you want. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember. But no, I think just even you saying that I – because we had already built like a friendship. Like we both had similar business. We had both like – kind of bonded over the fighting stuff. So that just added like that extra layer of trust to be able to do that straight off the bat. So you said that we had we had that conversation before we banged. Yeah, so we have that chat and then it always just creates so much like, and you can just tell like if you say it to a chick, like if any guys listen, try it, next, next chick you're with. Um, it just creates this sense of like, it's like an energetic thing you feel where you can just tell that they're, they're like, for, like, they feel understood and they feel like you actually care about them as opposed to like, um, you know, oh, this is just some chick I'm going to come in kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like they actually feel like, oh, like they're confused at the start. They're like, why are you asking me? No guy's ever asked me that. But even if 
if you do just intend it to be a one night thing, it completely because one night stands can be amazing. Like they don't just have to be average sex, which yeah, I think yeah. a lot of people miss because you don't have that communication, or it might be hard to have those conversations with somebody like you've just met. But it can be an absolute game changer. Yeah, for sure. And like I think the biggest thing it just it just like takes down the barrier between you that will even if you have awesome sex with someone the first time you meet, if you have sex with that person twenty times, it's going to be way better. So the conversation itself merely just reduces like the gap between the two people, the barrier, and just adds more comfort, trust, connection, which is huge for women. For a guy, like one thing I've reflected on a lot as a guy, you never go on a date with a chick and the thought of your safety never ever crosses your mind. And if it does, you're banging the wrong chicks, but that's (laughs) that's, not up to you to judge. But you know what I mean? Like you you don't don't ever even think about it. You just never, you've never had to. Mm. And so when you consider that like the shit a chick has to go through like, like I'm sexually attracted to something that could kill me and, like, just the safety. What if I get into it and don't want to do it and then, like, he doesn't stop? And, like, there's so many, like, factors that go on for her that a guy's never, ever had to think about. Mm-hmm. And once you kind of, like, have empathy for that and you understand it more, you you actively want to do things that take that away because it just makes the experience better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. And I think that so many guys just don't even think of it from that point of view. I didn't think of it until I was, like, 28, 29. Like, it just doesn't. It just never, you've never had to think about it, Mm. you know? Um, And it, like, back to the communication thing, like, so many people, like, one of my best friends had sex with a guy the other night, and she goes, oh, like, worst sex of my life. And then one of our other friends had banged the same guy. (laughs) And then she was like, oh, how bad and bad is he? And I was like, this guy is going about his... Wait, Wait, they both thought he was bad? Yeah, terrible. Oh, okay. So everything that they were explaining, and I was like... No one's obviously ever – like, there's, like, a a blanket of, like, everyone likes different things, right? Mm. Not everybody is going to enjoy the same thing. But there's some things that are just absolute big no-nos of doing in the bedroom. Um, so, like, for example, like, the build-ups where there's none. They just go, like, attack your vagina with their tongue. or Yeah, no foreplay. Yeah, no foreplay and just – but he's just going about it. He has no idea because the thing that's crazy. a conversation with him. Yeah, the thing that's crazy, and like we'll get onto it later, like without detouring from the story, is like society is so taboo about sex, no one talks about it. And we collect all this, like my parents never talked about it ever. Even now, it'd be so awkward if I was with my parents and someone said something. Oh, actually, did I ever tell you this about how I had like a spreader bar, like <laughs> one of those things that you like, like yeah, secure your it. wrists in? It. Yeah, you've been in it. I left it in my dad's car one day, and I because I was driving his car around, and then I, I got home and I'm, I was like hungover, I've been out with some chick the night before. When I remembered, I was like, all right, I'm going to go get it right now. My parents live like an hour from my house. If they found it, I'm just going to say it's like it's like for lap, like a like a deadlift, like a stiff armed deadlift. Like you <laughs> take it to the gym and put both your hands in it, and then like bend over. Like I had this full story, and in my head, I'm like, I don't think I can sell that. But I'm in, I'm not saying what it's actually for. Anyway, so like um, you know, like no one talks about any of this stuff. And so when we talk more about like my journey and some of the things I did, like. When I realized along the way that, like, because I was having terrible sex, like, not that long ago. It's the like, worst thing about my whole life. You were a fucking virgin. I was, yeah. And even when I wasn't a virgin, I was. <laughs> and, like, but you have all these bad experiences and, like, you just expect to be good. Mm-hmm. And then when you, like, go through, like, an education process or you learn some stuff and you realize, like, hang on a second, 
why the fuck would I know anything about female anatomy or like how to – vaginas are complicated on a good day. Like, and it, You know what I mean? Like, How would I know anything about that? We're never taught about it, but yeah. I just put all this un- unfair expectation and pressure on myself and mm-hmm. women put pressure on men to just be good. Mm-hmm. It's something we've had nothing – it would be like getting in a car – no one teaches you anything, and then you just go out and get T-boned in an intersection. Everyone would be like, yeah, well, no shit, you don't know how but to drive like a car. It's, it's no. also not normal to go learn about it. I remember when I was telling my best friend after we had started banging and we were seeing each other for a while, and I was telling her, like, it's the best sex I've ever had. And she was, like, asking me, like, what made it so good? And I was having these conversations with her, and then I told her, I was like, he's actually gone away and learned literally how a woman's vagina works, how to, like, please a woman from, like, Six literal experts. He's one of his best friends. Is um, what would you call him? Like a oh, sex coach. A sex coach. Yeah. yeah. And she was like, "That's so weird." Yeah, people do. Think and it's I'm weird. like, "Well, hang on, I'm going to stop you there." Like, I understand it can sound weird, but how else are you meant to get better at something? If I couldn't, if I I couldn't fight, I can't just walk into a ring and expect to be a professional mm. when I didn't have any training. And it's such an interesting conversation because if you want to get better at something, you go and learn, you go and do a course, you go to university, you go do this and that. But when it's to do with sex, which is such a huge part of human nature and being a human in the sex mm. life, it's that's a huge part of how we live and you should have an amazing sex life. People think it's so weird to yeah, learn yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, you know, and... One thing I was going to say earlier is like I don't profess to be some sort of expert or some sort of God's gift to women. I don't act like I know everything or like I don't. I've had terrible sex since all the stuff I've learned. Like, you know, like because there is an element of the people getting on and shit that's it's not just what you learn. You know, there's, there's it's complicated. But um, there's also like I've definitely been with chicks where like I've taught them shit about vaginas that I've learned. And they're like, oh, I didn't know that. You know what I mean? Like, and, One and like, time I came over to your house and you had just finished watching like a lecture on how periods work. <laughs> <laughs> That's I was true. like, cunt, what the fuck? That's true. That's true. Chicks that are hornier weird. at certain parts of the period, <laughs> which is probably common knowledge for a chick. But I was like, wow, really? <laughs> That's when I got to book the boys' trip. So uh, anyway, so so back to <laughs> we're on a tangent here. So back to that night, right? We'll try and wrap this part up. It's funny as. So long story short, we have this chat. We start hooking up. I'm not going to like – out of respect to you, Tez, like, <laughs> and for the ears of the listeners, I'm not going to sort of explain the details because it was just fucking the wildest shit I've ever been involved in. And I remember at the time thinking, like, like I reckon you got something out of me for sure. Like, like you took me to a new level in a way where, like, I think I had a solid base, but then you were just wild. And I remember that tonight. I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like, and so I just want to, like, wrap up the end of it because it was funny as fuck. So we're fucking... And I just remember you're just like screaming the whole joint down. And I'm not, I, I don't know what it was about this whole experience. Like we're fucking and then I thought you came, so I come. And then when I come, I just remember falling off the bed and I was just pissing myself. La- I couldn't stop laughing and I'm trying to stop myself laughing because I'm like, you'll think I'm laughing at you. But I was just laughing at how fucking outrageous it was. It was like something about how I was feeling. I'm just there. I'm in, I remember in the fetal position of the doorway of the bedroom. I'm fucking like tearing up, just couldn't stop laughing. And then I remember I just as I just glance, like look up towards the ceiling, you just come flying off the end of the bed and go, Oi, I didn't fucking come. And I just remember being like curled up in the fetal position. I was like, I was like, what? And you're like, no, I didn't come. And I'm like, I thought you did. That's why I did. You're like, no. And I was just like standing there. And then I start pissing I myself so even harder. Bad. So then I remember we, we, we had sex again. And then I just remember, and I'll never forget this. You're like, just so we're clear. 
that's about 25% of what I can handle. And I literally was just like, this is the fucking devil I've just met. Like, I thought I was rowdy. Like, this is just ridiculous. Like, you were so, you were like disappointed in me that I thought it was impressive. You were just like, that's about 25% of what I can handle. I remember you just being like absolutely shocked at the whole experience of what just went down. I couldn't stop laughing. It was just the wildest thing. And so then, then I remember like, you just get dressed and then like, there's like a, glass of half a glass of wine you just sit it's like 2 a.m at this point you just sit back on the couch you're like anyway yeah so tell me more about your business and i just remember like looking at you thinking like is this bitch fucking serious like surely she's gonna fuck off like i've never kicked anyone out of my apartment or house or anything like i'm pretty nice I'm, I'm just like yeah stay around she's just there bottle of wine kicking back feet up just like yeah literally just like just like it was a normal night i'm just like just another tuesday and then literally after about five minutes i'm like Righto, you need to fuck off. So I was like, so I was just so like, surely you can read the room here. And you're like, ah, fuck you. Like, you're boring. I think I said something to you like. I told you you were boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I said something to you like, so just so we're clear, like if I was up for it, you'd just stay here and kick on to like 6 a.m. and keep banging. And you were like, fucking earth, what else would I do? You were like, what? yes, no shit. Like what sort of, it's a Sunday night. Like it's Monday at this point. Doesn't be a shit in the woods. <laughs> And so then, you want to tell him what happened next? I, go, I just crash out and I wake up at like 8 a.m. or some shit. He, he goes to bed and I leave. And I'm still pretty fucked at this point. Um, so I leave. I'm walking down the road and I see there's like three people. So I it was probably like a 20-minute Uber, maybe a 15-minute Uber. But I was like, oh, I, just, I don't really want to – I'm not ready to go home yet. And so I was walking home and these people like were getting rowdy as well. So I just go start talking to them. They invite me back to theirs. I end up back at like this random rooftop party kicking on with these people I met on the street until like 6am. And it's all over my Instagram story. So when, so when Mr. Gray wakes up in the morning, he sees this on my story and he's like, what the actual fuck? Well, what what did you I just remember like opening it. I, I, I still remember waking up. I was like still half like half like shaking and shit just I remember waking up thinking like did that actually fucking happen last night and then I, I sort of roll over I pick my phone up oh yeah Tez has posted a few stories and I'm flicking through and it's just like with a bunch of these random like motherfuckers I was just like I was like oh you ran into some friends on the way home you're like nah what gave you that idea and I was like oh who are you with you like oh just some guy I met on the street went to their house and kicked on and I'm not much of a partier so I was just like what the actual fuck you were shocked and confused. But then then you went back to camp. So then I had to go back home for three weeks. That next week, um, I'm like, I was living with my parents just because of like the COVID thing. And uh, I just remember like all week, just like staring out the window. And like, I don't know, like for anyone listening, if you've gone through any like, like massive chunks of like growth in your life, I don't know whether it's like speaking on stage in front of a big crowd or like just doing something where... It'd be like if probably probably like fighting if you had your first fight. You probably have a like ton of adrenaline and like you like, like you a win. Whole new experience. Yeah, and then you're like, fuck, I've gone through this new level. Like I literally felt like I'd ascended some levels of like consciousness or some shit. I literally it sounds crazy. I'm being deadly serious. I remember just like staring out the window all week, just like counting down the days for three weeks to, to pass to go back and just to have some more crazy sex. In I was, my head, I never thought we were going to see each other again. I was like, that guy thinks I'm so fucked. All I did went there, got him so wound up. Got fucking smashed, had good sex, that was cool. But then I just thought, nah, I, we're done. He thought oh. I was so fucked, which I'm not I'm just, like, pretty open-minded and, like, it was just fucking – I'm like, I've got to keep the chat going three weeks. And um, I, I just remember, like, yeah, I just remember, like, the, the whole week afterwards I was just staring out the window. Like, I just – like, obviously, I'd had, like, good sex before, but I was, like, 
that was just like why like it just like ascended through so many levels of what I thought was possible, especially the first time you meet someone as well. Like, you know, some of the stuff we were doing was just crazy. And like, it's like, we just had so much like trust and like, we're just so on the same page. Um, and I remember like, and so then like when I come back after three weeks, we kept seeing each other for about, I don't know, six months or something. And then like after that, when I started seeing other people, I remember I, saw, I had sex with this chick. I don't know if it was the first chick after that. It was this chick. She had the biggest tits I've ever seen, right? Like, and she said to me, she goes, these are the best natural tits you'll ever see. They were like double F or something. And I was like, yeah, I'll give that to you. And like, she was into some kinky shit and like sex was good. But I just remember like after sex, I'd just be depressed. I was like, fuck, this is shit. I remember you'd message me after every time you'd had sex. Oh, do you know how many chicks have like got me off while I'm thinking about you in, in like a non-sexual way though? Like I remember when I moved to my, where I live now, I um, like I – I met, met this chick on Hinge. One night she come round and she like jerked me off. And when I came, she like got scared of the cum. And I just started laughing, thinking of Tez. I'm like, oi, Tez, how's this? this? I just came and this chick was like, oh, fucking grow up. And you were just like, fuck's sake. And like there's so many, so many times. It sounds so weird saying it out loud. So many fucking times when I, when I would like, I would be like fucking a chick and thinking like, I've got to tell Tess about this. Like literally. We have the weirdest relationship. Literally. We have to report back on, on like if we had good sex, if we had bad sex, and then we'd go into full deep discussions about like, you know, what made the sex good, what could have been better. It was such a weird relationship after we had stopped having sex ourselves. Yeah, I remember you would send me like, you'd be like, oh yeah, this guy was choking me. And like, you'd tell me funny shit, guys. Some guy sent you a DM saying like, oh, you're cuter than a bunch of kittens or some shit. And so like, we'd be laughing about that and like... Or you'd be like, oh, I banged this guy. I'm like, oh, did he choke you at least? And you're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's thank fuck for that. <laughs> like, I'd be disappointed if they didn't. It's Yeah, it was weird. But that's kind of what we did. So we were obviously sleeping together for that period of about six months. When the second lockdown was on, yeah. Yeah, so our sex life only got better and better and better as time went on. And one thing that we did was every time after we had sex, we would have a full-on debrief. Yeah, we had post-sex debriefs. <laughs> Which I don't know if anybody else does this, but it is so fucking good and insightful to make your sex life better. Yeah, because you know when you're like with someone and you've been with them a bit, like then you just do something that hasn't been done before and then afterwards you'll be like, oh, that thing you did was cool and I'll be like, oh, yeah. A hundred percent because like some things you don't like and then they, if you don't tell them you don't like them, then... They're going to keep doing it if they think you do. But I think where a lot of people go wrong is they think people are going to get offended or, or hurt even if you say things that you don't like, which is not at all the case in most in most scenarios, in most situations. But I think there's like a right way and a wrong way to go about it. But I don't know, I guess for you and I, we had such that strong relationship and connection right from the start where we were comfortable in talking about what we liked, what we didn't like. But do you think that's yeah, the right yeah. way to bring and it up? You, you bring up a good point. What's key, I think, as well, is like from the start, you've got to be honest about it. Like I have a thing now where like if I'm sure chicks have faked orgasms with me. Like, again, I don't think I'm God's gift. They definitely would have in the past. Still might. Who knows? <laughs> but um, especially for a woman, like guys have fragile egos, especially if they're insecure about sex. And I would I would make the case that most guys probably are. I definitely was until I learned shit. Um, and if you're like faking it with a guy, but he thinks he's getting you off and you're in a relationship or some shit now, it's going to be very hard for you to correct that. Because when you go and tell him, which you probably won't, but if you went and told him you've been faking it the whole time, like that's going to just destroy his ego. It's going to be really uncomfortable. Most guys won't 
be able to handle it or go learn about it or whatever. You know what I mean? And so you've got to be honest from the start because if you in the middle of it, you start telling them that you don't like shit, but the whole time they've thought you do, it'll just fuck everything up. It'll be hard. And so like, but it, but to be fair to chicks, I think it comes down to how open the guy is to be given feedback, you know, mm. like before I went and learned a lot of shit and sort of humbled myself, I wouldn't have taken it well. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I com- I completely agree. Like you got to be open and honest yeah, and transparent and I think, about like, it. Like by saying it, don't don't be like, oh, I I hated it when you did that, or that was fucking awful. Don't be mean about it. Just say, oh, I really like it when you do it this way, or I don't know, I'd put it in, paint it in like more of a positive positive frame rather than saying I hated that. Saying yeah, I yeah, like yeah, yeah. this better or do this. I try and get chicks to like talk to me about what they like. Like a lot of women are afraid to state what they like. Um, because, like, they feel uncomfortable or, like, whatever. But it's, It is because you have a fear. I have a fear of being – not so much anymore, but a while ago before I was really confident in my sexuality and that I know what I like and I don't – if you're going to shame me for that, then yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's – I don't care. But before then, yeah, I would have been really afraid to be to be judged to say what I was really – what I liked and what I what I. Wanted. And it comes down to how the guy is about it as well. If you get that judgy kind of energy – if I got that off a chick now, I'd still probably be like, oh, this is going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, um, yeah, I think it's just important. Like, the communication part of it was huge. So going back to – I think it's an ego thing where guys, like, they feel like they don't need to go learn about sex, um, especially in a lot of cases. I'm not saying that's all. Oh, that's kind of more of a generic thing. But when you – like, what kind of made you decide, I'm going to go <coughs> learn about this? And what was that whole kind of process? Yeah, so, like? I mean – by the time I was 25, I'd only been with like seven chicks, which I don't think, I, you know, I haven't been in any long-term relationships even now, so that was nothing. And uh, I, I think part of it is part of it's like my personality. Like I like my like highest kind of value or the thing that I appreciate the most is the truth. Like I'm not really interested in how I feel about a chick telling me things are shit, even if it hurts, because at least if I know, then I can do something about it. So in, in 2018, I was seeing a chick for about a year um, on and off that, and that was the first time, like, if I think about sex before then, like I'd always probably like come quickly and like, it had probably never been that great, but I'd never had to evaluate it. Cause I was always in short term thing. I was, I was working a lot. So I never, it never really like came to a point where I was like, fuck, I have to do something about this. So I'm seeing this chick in 2018 and she used to be a stripper. And so like, I was super sexually intimidated by that. She dated like bikies and like big jack motherfuckers with 12 inch cocks and you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and to be fair, so like I was always comparing myself to that. And like, I would, my main thing was like, I would come too quickly. I, I always thought that like, if I could solve that problem, everything else would take care of itself. But now that I look back, I'm like, oh, I was kidding myself. And as much as like, I had a lot of shit to learn sexually, she, we're good friends now, this chick, she was like toxic for me in a way that like, like she would fucking bash me for shit like that and like compare me to all these other guys in a way that I, and I was trying to like be this person I wasn't, you know, to like live up to that other guys she dated and like she'd show me photos like fucking huge 6'5 tattooed fucking roided bikey dudes and, you know, like when you're kind of like insecure about your own sexuality and shit, like that stuff's fucking horrible, you know. And uh, i got a lot of love for her now but like we never should have dated but I'm glad we did because I wouldn't have learned what I did but it definitely, I definitely like, it definitely damaged me in some ways, I think. But um, so anyway, I was seeing this chick and like, yeah, I'll just have problems coming too quickly. And then I went to Columbia in the middle of that year for like three months. And uh, she emailed me while I was away. We weren't talking. She was like, oh, I'll come back. Like, I want to see you. So I came back and my mate, Andrew, 
uh, who runs Sexual Quantum Leap. You mentioned yeah, before. Yeah, let's give him a shout out because yeah. his business Check is out, amazing. Yeah, his company is called Sexual Quantum Leap. Andrew Meok, he just released a book called Best She Ever Had. I'll, I'll give you a link to put like yeah, on the I'll podcast there. And um, I'd known him and we'd sort of talked while I was seeing this chick before I went to Columbia. I'm like, man, I'm having trouble with sex. And like, he, he was crazy. I met this guy, he's like this hippie kind of guy. He was running sex parties and telling me stories about how he'd take his girlfriend to sex parties and she had a fetish for four black guys to fuck her and he watched it. And he's like, oh, that was pretty hard to watch. But, you know, man, I'm all about the growth. And I was just like, I was, so, I was such a virgin then. I was just like, I believe you because, like, you seem like you're telling the truth. But, like, I didn't even know this shit was real, you know, like orgies and gangbangs. And the thought of using sex toys would be, like, the weirdest thing in the world to me. And um, anyway, so I get back from Columbia. He comes to see me and me and uh, this girl was staying in a hotel in Melbourne. And uh, he's like, how's the sex? And I'm like, I thought it would be good when we come back. It was still terrible. He was like, mate, I'm running a retreat in, like, six weeks, a three-day retreat where I just teach everything about sex, uh, like your own sexuality, her sexuality, and then like you two together. Um, just come and like I guarantee you in three days I could like change your life sexually. And I was like, I don't believe you because like this is a huge problem for me, but I've got nothing else. And I would know we were good friends and I was like, whatever. And then at the same time we're in Melbourne and he's like, oh, where's this girl? And like this, this particular day she'd like gone shopping or something. And he was like, do you want to like we, – we, three of us can have like an open discussion about your sex life. He's like, it'd probably be pretty rough to listen to, but like, you'll get some, you'll learn some shit. And I'm very like, yeah, fuck it. Like, hey, I think it's fucking weird. It'll be a funny story. That, that, that like mantra runs my life, which has been bad. I'll do it if anything, if it's a funny story. But I was also like, yeah, let's do it. So the three of us are sitting in Emporium in Melbourne in the food court. If you know where that is, you'll think it's funny. And I just listened for an hour and a half while this chick basically just emotionally abuses me, telling my mate, all the things that are fucked up about me and our sex life and, like, he does this and he doesn't do that. And she was saying to him, she was like, half of the problem is he comes too soon. The other half of the problem is he has no, like, like I don't know the words she used, but essentially, like, no leadership, no, like, kind of, like, oomph or, like, she doesn't feel that, like, masculine kind of energy from me. And at the time I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, you hippie bitch? <laughs> but now I know exactly yeah. what she's talking about. And I would argue that that part is probably 80% of it. And when I solved that part of it, the other things wasn't as much of an issue. So she's like saying this and that. And my mate's just listening to me. And after about an hour and a half, it was pretty fucking hard. I was like, I'm done. I can't listen to this anymore. Like, you know, I, I respect, I've, I've put myself in this position. Like I give myself credit for like going through this. Not many people would. Like this chick is just saying all this shit about me. Um, and I was, I was telling her to be honest. And she was brutally honest. But, you know, there's only so much of that you can listen to. So anyway, my mate's like, look, he rings me afterwards. He's like, you've got some shit to learn. and I can fix this. I guarantee it. But he's like, you've got to get rid of this chick as well because he's like, just some of the shit she said in her background, like, it's she's just, she's not good for you. And at the time I was just like, oh, it's probably, because I take responsibility for everything in my life. So I was like, oh, it's probably more of the, my problem. But anyway, I end up stop seeing her. I go to this guy's retreat. I learn all this shit. He brings out this like $1,000 silicon sex doll. And he teaches us like how to finger the sex doll and like all the different like types of orgasms women can have. And like we practice fingering this sex doll and I've taken all these notes like a fucking nerd. I got my laptop there. I've still got this document on my lap, on my fucking Google drive, like 3000 words of notes. I took at this thing and I like I've showed chicks worst idea ever. Cause then once I've showed them all the shit I've learned, all the shit I do, they're like, Oh, you're just doing this cause you got told to do it. I'm like, yeah, no shit, <laughs> but you like it. So what's like, you know, like, I know how to drive a car because I got taught. Like anyway, so I learned all this shit. Oh, and this is the funniest part. Like a week before the retreat, I was still seeing this girl and Andrew's like, mate, get rid of her. And I'm like, oh, but I'm coming to your thing on the weekend. I don't have any other girls in my life. Like I just want to keep her, <laughs> I just want to keep her around so I can like practice everything I learned kind of thing. Not the only reason. Like we got on well, obviously. 
And he's like, no, he's literally like, you got to imagine, like, I'm just this dude who's like pretty sexually insecure, sitting in the front of his car. He's like, all right, I'm going to tell you a story. I'm like, yeah, what's that? He's like, I was in love with this girl in Adelaide, but I knew I had to end it with her. I broke up with her. I drove back to Melbourne. I cried the whole way driving. And when I get back to Melbourne, what happened? The next week, I had a threesome with two Swedish blondes. He's like, mate, trust me, the universe will reward you. <laughs> and I'm looking at this hippie motherfucker and I'm thinking like, I'm thinking cunt. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, if it's got to be done, it's got to be done. But like, I'm not fucking two Swedish blondes next week. Like, you've been doing this shit for 10 years. I'm just some random fucking loser. But I'm like, whatever. So I end up with this chick, go to his event. I was the oldest person there. By, like, it was all these like, 20-year-old horny motherfuckers. And uh, it was life-changing. Probably one of the best things I've ever done personal development-wise, and I've done a lot of stuff. And um, I learned all this shit. And then these young boys were just getting around me because I was, like, 27, which is not that old, but, like, to them it was. And they're like, mate, Monday night, we're going out. We're going we're gonna to help you pick up. And I'm thinking, like, it's a Monday night in Melbourne. Like, what the fuck's going to be open? I so love about We go out. The third chick I talk to is this American, like, chick. She tells me she's in the circus. I'm like, fuck, yeah, she's going to be into some shit. And, um, yeah, so then I go home with her and, like, she was just fucking wild. Just And what was, like, most crazy about it, and I'll talk more about the retreat, but what was most crazy about it was that ever since I went to that retreat, every chick I've met – like I've never met any girls that are into only into like real vanilla stuff. It's almost like a frequency thing. It's like I went there, I learned a bunch of shit, cleared a bunch of like guilt and shame I had, built this like confidence and sort of like new identity or whatever off everything I learned. And it's like now every girl I meet You're wants to be like frequency yes. of wild sex. <laughs> yeah, literally, literally though. Only attracting wild sex. And like I'll tell some of my mates that haven't done it, like oh yeah, this chick wanted me to do this and this and that to her, and I can tell they're like, what the fuck. Like, that, God, that's not their reality, you know what I mean? But, like, this girl was like, yeah, fucking hit me in the kidneys and fucking slap me in the face. And she had, like, this paddle thing. It was like a table tennis. I love her. Uh, yeah, bat. Oh, she's the maddest chick. Coolest chick. If you saw her in the street, you'd be like, no way. Or you wouldn't be. But most people would be like, she's like, oh, belt me in the face. And it was just fucking wild, to be honest. And I remember the next – it was, like, 4.30 in the morning. I get home. I take – Andrew had gone to Sydney to speak at some event. And I'm messaging him. I'm like, can't answer your phone. I'm trying to video call him. He's like, what up? He's like, what do you want? And I'm telling him the story. He's like, I know, mate. This shit happens all the time. It's not special. It's just special for you. But he's like, but good on you. And so, yeah, from then on, I just got wildly into, yeah, like I just had fun. And uh, I'm at a point now, though, it's like kind of like what we're saying. Like there'd be nothing more weird now if, than us having sex. Like, you know, oh, that, I love so that part weird. of my life. I love that part of my life. But, like, I've stopped sort of having casual things. And it, get, it gets it gets hollow after well, you're a while. Old now. Yeah, you're I'm in your thirties now. I'm getting old, you know. So you're looking for love. That's it. I'm Maybe looking this for love. podcast will make you find love. People will be missing that, me you, asking I was thinking, who he is. I was thinking about getting a burner phone and just giving him my number, <laughs> to seeing if anyone hitting me up. What the fuck? Fuck it. I'll just give you my real number. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? So yeah, that happened, and then like I did some. I got into tantra, which is like a spiritual type of sex. I paid this chick three hundred and fifty bucks to stick a finger in my ass. <laughs> I remember this. Yeah, like I watched a video. Some random dude on Facebook did a video. It was called like the four reasons every man should be anally penetrated. This is no bullshit. That's because where you hold a lot of guilt and shame and everything. Yeah, so if you think about it, like you you tense up your asshole. It's where you store like guilt, shame and trauma. And so if you get like your asshole massaged or fingered or whatever, a lot of people like tear up and get emotional because it's like such a release, such a like sacred part of the body. And so I end up – I found out. I watched this video with this guy. This is true. This guy talked about the four reasons – Every guy should be anally penetrated. And it went super viral. Everyone was like, who the fuck's this guy? And, you know, you can imagine the sort of shit they were saying. And But then I watched the video and the guy was like saying like one of the reasons is like it's pleasurable, but like men associate it with being gay if they like it. But the, the thing that got me is he was like, 
One of the reasons you should do it is because if you let someone stick something inside your body, you'll understand what it's like for a female every single time they go to have sex and like like you're trying to stick your dick in them. That Like you'll understand what they're going through. That's, yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I'll do anything. I'm like, fuck it. So I went and did it and it was honestly one of the most like insane experiences of my life. Like I, I want to do it again actually. It was uh, – so what can you like? How long does the whole experience last for? Is she like talking to you? Like what's so? It's like the it's like scenario. It's like lingam, which means like penis in the tantra world. So the chick will like you get naked with this chick, and she'll like jerk you off. And part of it's about like breathing control and like controlling ejaculation. I did that. I've done that like two or three times. That was I, re- I recommend everyone do that. And then they have like the yoni massage, which is like female version of it. Everyone should go do that. It's like some of the crazy, like one of the most spiritual things I've ever done. Can you do it as a woman? Yeah, it's called yoni massage because uh, yoni is like vagina and tantra. Uh, I kind of want to go do it just so I can. No, do it's, that on the pod. You, you should go do it. Honestly, when the first time I did that, because uh, I was like working on like ejaculation control and a bunch of stuff, um, I remember this chick's like I'm in this chick's like house in St Kilda, like some friend of a friend who's like this tantra practitioner. She's like, yeah, just get naked in my bedroom. And I, I remember I was like so uncomfortable, as you can imagine. And then she just like starts. She's doing it at her house. Yeah, she's just like playing with my dick. But like you don't come. And um, <laughs> this is no joke. She's like jerking me off. And it literally felt, the only way I can describe it, I'm laying on my back. And it literally, is it sexual? Are you nah, like really nah, horny? Nah. You're not horny? Nah. Like it's, that, that's, and it's hard to understand until you do it. It's just not like that. Yeah. You know? Like, I'm sure if she just tried to get me off, I'd probably be up for it. But it's not – It's not like, all my mates that had girlfriends were like, oh, we can't do it, our girlfriend will think we're cheating. I'm like, dude, it's a spiritual thing. It's not – and so, like, she's, like, playing with you. And I remember I'm laying on my back and it literally felt like there's, like, this beam of energy coming out of, like, the, like the sky straight into, like, your dick. That's what it felt like. like. Like, really spiritual, like, not sexual. It's fucking crazy. So I did a bit of that stuff and – uh Coming from a higher power. Coming from a higher power. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I, I got into that and I just, yeah, I haven't done any of that for like three years. That was fine though. So. Do you find like when you speak about it to to girls or other people, friends, people that you might not be super close with, do they ever judge you for, for having those experiences and going can, to learn it and things like that? You can tell a lot about, most chicks think it's awesome. You can tell a lot about where someone else is at in their own sexuality based on how they react to it. Like I got male friends and... Um, I can just tell what their sex is like so quickly from like, if I say, say like, if you come to my house, there's always like dildos on my kitchen bench and shit. Like, you know what I mean? And like, <laughs> and so like, if they get weird about it, I'm like, oh, you're having shit sex. You know what I mean? Like yeah. not judging them. Just if they're, if they're open, I'm fucking like, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll tie you up in my, in show you how like. that's also like guys that hate vibrators like Grow vibrators up. are not your enemy they're your motherfucking collaborator like guys that are intimidated by vibrators are fucking idiots because they could improve yours and your girlfriends or yours and your fuck buddies sex life drastically the only reason and i say this as someone who was intimidated by sex toys the only reason a guy won't be okay with it is because he's insecure about his own sexual performance and ability and he thinks that the vibrator replaces him. Mm-hmm. But if you if you know if you like know what you're doing and you're confident and comfortable and you're like pumped about uh or you just know you're having awesome sex, like it's it's an ally. It's like I used to say to my mates, I'm like, if you haven't fucked a girl with a vibrator, you're a virgin, in my opinion. <laughs> like because it's fucking wild. You know what I mean? Like it's fucking wild. I love it. I remember you remember when you got COVID and you packed your vibrator? You oh, sent me a I photo was of it. The hospital. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was like a danger wank to all extremes. A I was danger wank. I was messaging you saying, um, like, because I was having those heart problems, and I was like, they come, like, they rush into my room when my heartbeat goes above. Uh, I think it was like any time it went over like one one thirty, one forty. They would rush in. I was like, what if I'm like about to come using my vibrator in the hospital because I was connected to those ECG MCs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was connected to that twenty four seven. I wasn't allowed to take it off. But I was like, I was horny. I was like, what was I supposed to do? How else am I meant to make myself feel better when I'm stuck in hospital? I can't see anybody. So I was like, what if my heart rate like rushes up and they come like rushing into the room to see what's going on and I'm just fucking there with my satisfied pro living my best life? Didn't happen. It was a good day. That reminds me of a success. That that reminds me of like it must have been earlier this year, late last year, when you were talking, when you were banging slash talking to a certain professional fighter. <laughs> and you're like, and and then he, and he lost the fight, and you're like, oi, guess what? I just sent, I just sent old mate this nude, and you just sent me the nude, and I'm just, like, I'm pretty sure I was like on a, I was on a date, or I had this chick around, I'm just like, I don't know if you said you'd sent it, or you, I don't know if you said I sent him this nude, or you sent me a text, I sent him this, I just opened it, and I'm just looking at this naked picture of you, like four months ago, and I'm just like. Yeah, that's Tez for you. You get that, you know. You know. I had to make him feel bitter. He lost his fight. Yeah, that's cool. I just don't know why I needed to get sent. I was like, this is the most Tez shit ever. I just had to tell you the story, and I feel like the story wasn't complete without giving you like a full view of the of the story. Like you had to. True, I wouldn't have known. No, you, know. you wouldn't have known. I'd never seen you that before, anyway. So, <laughs> fuck the good old days. What do you think the most important? points are or most important important like tips are for having the best sex ever with anybody it might be a girlfriend it might be somebody you're just seeing just generically how to have the best sex ever yeah so I think I'd say there's like four things that are like higher level like philosophical and then we can talk like shit you can actually do um I'd say the two biggest ones for me number one non-judgment um you just I guarantee like every chick has had sex with a guy where she felt judged by him. And there would actually, like, for example, we talked about this a lot when we were seeing each other. If a guy ever says some bullshit, like I'd only date a girl that has like X body count or whatever, in my opinion, like you're just saying that like you're insecure about your sexual ability. Yeah. I mean, that's what I used to think. I've changed my tune. It definitely is nice if you're seeing a chick and like, you know, She's a bit hard to get, like. But also, but, like. I don't know. I never ever cared people, about it when I was. People change and they go through different stages of their life. And for you to judge, for somebody to judge somebody on how they've lived their life previously is just fucking bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think any the only reason any guy would ever have a problem with it is because he doesn't think he'll stack up to the other ones or he has some fucked up belief or religious shit or whatever. You know what I mean? And so you just. You've got to be totally non-judgmental, but I don't mean that in a way of like, all right, my mindset is I don't judge people. I mean like in your body, like you feel like you literally, like if I met a chick, like even that chick who was like, can you tell me you love me and you want me to have your kids? Like, I think it's funny because no one had said it to me before. <laughs> but once I kind of like got past that, I was like, if you're into that and like we're having sex and it's good and like I feel like I could get into that character, fuck yeah. Yeah, like, I would you know, never judge anybody on anything. Like, yeah. for example. I might judge them, but like, I might laugh if they ask me something weird, but I, then I'll just be like. Yeah, like no matter what, I would never judge somebody. Like, for example, um, me and my friend, we've, we've, started a, we've started a joint bank account. <laughs> and 
we've started replying to all the weird messages in our DMs. And some of those messages were asking um, asking to be kicked in the balls. Oh, you showed me that, yeah. Some of them were asking to send feet pics. And we've only been doing this for about a week, but we've already made $650 in our joint bank account from sending a few, like, weird videos of our feet, like, just walking around. Fuck off. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm not. I'm... A hundred percent serious. I don't get the feet. I do not. Just, I don't even have like really nice feet. Like I fucking train and bare feet every single day. Like my feet are not nice, but they get around. They just it's it's. I'm not. I'm judging. I'm judging that. I'm not, <laughs> no, whatever floats you. And mean. also, if you're gonna fucking pay me, I'll do anything. Oh. So 100%. I haven't done. Fuck, I'll do shit if you don't pay me. I have. I haven't kicked the guy in the balls yet. I get all of those. Me- I get messages like that all of the time because one, I'm a fighter, so I put content like that on social media all the time. What are you kicking dudes in the balls? Or just me? Yeah. yeah no, not yet. <laughs> so he's meant to be paying me five hundred dollars to kick him in the balls. So I just need to set a time, but I'm going to do it because I don't kink shame and I want five hundred dollars. You got to film that. <laughs> or just tell me where so I can watch it. <laughs> Oh, that's but, so weird. I can't. Like, I can't even understand that. There's people out there that are into like the craziest shit like that. That's probably that's not even creme de la creme of like the weirdest shit out there that happens. Mm. But I, I just don't judge. Yeah, 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 yeah. I judge a guy for being into that. But no, no, no. <laughs> but no, I completely agree. Like, and like, because the thing is this, right? All judging someone for what they're into does creates. All it does is just create a gap between you and them sexually. Mm. Like, if you if a chick is like. Oh, like stick a butt plug in my ass and like fuck me and spit on me or something. Something that you think's dirty, right? Like pretty vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, hang on, fuck, I'm getting horny. Um, <laughs> no, but like you know what I mean. Like, like if you if you think like there would have been a time where I just thought using sex toys was weird. You know, not that I can really relate to it. But if 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 you judge them, all you're kind of communicating is that like we're different. We're not into the same shit. I kind of shame you for it. And it just makes it shit. Like she probably won't have sex with you anyway, but it just makes it shit. So like I think you've got to – and then the question is like how do you become non-judgmental? Well, it's just about doing the work on yourself of like clearing your own internal guilt and shame. I remember when I went to that retreat, um, Andrew was running it and we did all this stuff in front of like – he made us do all this uncomfortable shit in front of all these other dudes. He brought his girlfriend to the event. He made everyone pick a song. I had uh, Numb by Linkin Park. <laughs> he taught us all this shit about like – throwing her into a wall and positions and tying ropes and all this sort of stuff. And then he made everyone take his girlfriend fully clothed and like, like put the song on for like three minutes, like just transition between all the like sex positions and shit. She and was loving it. She was so watching. cool. Sorry. And everyone else just watched you do it. it was, I'm talking about the most uncomfortable, so uncomfortable, you know? Um, and then I remember on the second day, like when he went through all like female anatomy stuff, he got up and he was like, right, we're going to talk about fingering. James, you're up first. Come up here. And he makes this like fake vagina with his hands and he goes, um, show me how you finger a chick. And I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, oh. Like, and, and then do you know what? Like in the moment I'm like, fuck, I've actually never thought about anything other than like just trying to like rub her clit, you know. <laughs> like I've never ever thought about it. Yeah. And he's like, what are you trying to do? And I'm like, oh, just like rub her clit. Like apparently it feels good. Like, And then everyone's just pissing himself laughing. And he's like, oh, he shut the fuck up. Like, he's just being honest. And I'm like, nah, it's pretty funny. And I just remember in that moment, I had this massive, like, epiphany where I was like, how the fuck would I know what to do? No one talks about it. No one's ever told us anything about it. Women won't talk about it. And that's not really their fault. They get fucking shamed by men and society. And they've had terrible, every chick's had terrible sexual experiences. And I just, like, cleared all this, like, judgment of myself I had and, like, judgment of women. And I was like, 
I'm learning now how to do it. I was 27 or 28. Like, but there's no fucking way I would know. I would never have known. Yeah, that, that was like such an epiphany moment for me in front of all these people. I was just like, hang on, like, why am I expecting to be good at something I know nothing about? Mm-hmm. Like, I'd never get in a car or a plane. Like, you never get in a helicopter and just expect to know how to fly it. You know what I mean? So that was, um, that was like so like healing for me. So I think doing stuff like that made me realize, like, hang on, we're all just people trying to learn shit. Like, and I think the biggest thing is when I was having sex, it was bad and I was coming too soon with that girl. I was like beating the shit out of myself for it. Mm-hmm. Like, I should have known better. I shouldn't be like this. Or why am I fucked up? Why am I broken? It's like, I'm not any of those things. I just hadn't learned. Mm-hmm. The other side of it, and then once I did, like, I stopped having those problems. And I think from having gone through that myself, when I'm with someone now, I can just not judge them for wherever they're at. You know what yeah. I mean? And so that's a massive thing. Because if a chick feels judged, she will never, ever, you'll never, ever see the side of her that, like, the dirty, slutty, kinky, the, like, the real epic shit you, like, want to see. Or e- even, if, even if it's, like, a real deep, intimate, like, making love type of connection, like, you'll never see any of that. She just won't show that side of herself. If she even has sex with you, if you judge her in any way, shape, or form, a hundred percent, because that's what it's. You you do feel really judged, especially when you're into like you know rough stuff. It's like instantly you're like, oh, what if he's? Or well, you think I'm a slut? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so when you don't feel judged, you can be your full sexual being. Yeah. Like you can truly feel like you're you're being your yourself sexually. Yeah, and it's like, like the, show who you are. The girl I'm seeing at the moment, like the second time we hung out. I actually had to. I actually realized I had a fucking problem with sex, and then like about six months ago, I was like, I've got to stop having sex with people the first time I meet them. Like it was actually like it sounds fucking silly, and I'm not bragging. Like I had a fucking problem. I would just go out, take chicks home, and it was just a so- it was a pattern I couldn't break. Well, ever since you moved from Melbourne, you've been like that. Yeah, I've, I, cha- I just I just changed. I didn't want to like do that, and so um, what was I saying? So the second time she came over, we were just in my bed making out, but like we didn't have sex, and um. She makes this comment where she was like, like, oh, I just want to be someone's dirty little bitch. And I was just like, oh, oh Jesus, I'm here. I hear you. I got this one. But um, <laughs> you, but God. she was like, but with respect, like, you know, like I'm not – I wouldn't do that for anyone. Like Exactly. And that's the thing. You wouldn't do it with anybody, somebody that you don't trust at all. Mm. I would never have rough, outrageous, really dirty sex with somebody I took home from a club. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, so, or someone you didn't feel like or, open, yeah, trust, yeah, yeah. connection, and like non-judged by. And so every chick wants to be able to bring that out. But if you judge them in any way, shape, or form, they never will. So that's number one. Number two, the biggest one, is communication. Like open yeah. your fucking mouth. I feel one like thing we've talked about that a lot already. Someone pointed out to me was that like consent is implicit. And when they said it, I was like, fuck do you mean? It's like you never really have a conversation about like do you want to have sex? right? Mm -hmm. It kind of, everyone's like, oh, it kills the moment. It's just like societally not a thing that happens in the movies. just never happens. You kind of just get the vibe there into it and you go for it kind of thing, right? But I've even started like, when I realized this was a conversation I had, I think last year, I've even started realizing how like the more you openly talk about it, like the bigger difference it makes. So I'll always say, hey, what are you into? Like we talked about before. Mm -hmm. What do you like? What do you not like? What are your boundaries? What's too far? Can I do this? Like negotiate. Can I do that? Can I not do this? Okay, cool. You're not. And I guarantee even if a chick says to you like, oh, don't slap me in the face, for example. I've had girls say that to me and then like you start having sex and they're like, yeah, just belt me. Like, um, or or maybe like the next time. You know what I mean? Like they want to know they can trust you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And so I've noticed as my journey's gone on in the last like year or so, if I've been with someone, I'm getting even more and more, like, even if I, like, uh, if I take a girl home, like, a few times, I've had girls over, and, like, they might be uncomfortable or nervous, just normal stuff, and I'll just be like, hey, just to clarify, like, if you want to leave at any moment, just fucking leave, tell me, like, I don't even want you here if you don't want, like, like, genuinely, I'm like, I don't want you to be here if you feel uncomfortable, if you, like, 
anything about me. Just seriously, just tell, I would prefer you to leave. Like for your, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I say it like that. Sometimes you do feel uncomfortable when you're like, oh, what if they like get mad that I want to leave? Yeah. And you instantly like, you start thinking about like, duh, a lot. But like, even as a fighter and knowing that I can protect myself to some degree, this person's still like so much bigger than me. What if they get angry? Like, I feel like every girl has had an experience where they have felt unsafe. So that's always in the back of your head of what if this goes wrong? So you're trying to like play your cards right to not get them angry or anything like that. So, so even though that might not be the case, that's not what's going through their head at all. You are completely safe. You don't know that inside. So saying those little lines like that, what you've just said, can make a huge difference. And I've just, I've noticed like the more I've done it, the more women react better to it. And the, and the better they react, the better the sex is, but the more connected you feel as people. And it's just, it's just like a beautiful experience. And so, so they're the two. So non-judgment, communication. Yeah. Number three would be foreplay. Um, oh, yes. Hail the gods. So many people, so many men skip this part and they don't think it's important. It is the most, like, important part of a sexual experience, in my opinion. For sure. You don't have foreplay, like you don't have build-ups, you don't have you just skip over that. Like I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? It ruins the whole thing and they'll just like it changes your opinion. Well not your opinion, but your experience. You're like, okay, all they wanted to do was just fucking put your dick in me. Like you didn't want the experience. It wasn't about this like the whole sexual experience as a whole. All you want to do is it just makes me think you want to fuck me and then leave. Yeah, yeah. I think I think just to skip forward, my fourth point was gonna be about and I'll talk about just in context of this, like masculine understanding the difference between masculine and feminine sexual energy. So with a guy, a guy's walking around ready to go 24-7. Someone grabs your dick, you're on. Like, because your sexual energy is like generated from your genitals and goes outwards through the rest of your body. For a woman, it's the opposite. Like her sex, feminine sexual energy is generated from like the outer extremities of the body and then goes inwards to like her genitals. So a chick needs to be warmed up. Like, whereas a guy's ready to go and like for ages, because we're not talk, taught about it, guys try to like fuck girls the way that they want to be fucked, which is just like straight into it yeah. or some shit they see in porn or whatever. But, like, for a chick, it's totally different. And if you don't spend a lot of time, like, helping her relax and surrender and, uh, like, calm down, she'll constantly, like, be worried and nervous and, like, won't feel safe, won't be able to get off, won't enjoy it at all. Mm -hmm. When I was telling the girl I'm seeing about this podcast and I was like, oh, here's my, like, things, you know, non-judgment, communication, whatever, she made this really good point. She didn't really agree with me about the – like she got what I was saying about not judging someone for like the shit they're into, but her perspective was like, she said this really good thing where she was like, what makes sex good? This is the quote. What makes sex good is not worrying. She goes, as a chick, when you're with a guy, you are always worrying about, oh, do I look good? Or like, oh, I don't have any tan on. Like, would he judge me for that? Or she's like, your mind is just like fucking, you know, does my pussy smell? Like she didn't say that, but I'm talking about <laughs> in there. But you know what I mean? Like, like chicks definitely worry about that though. Like, which is yeah. fair. But they don't realize guys are fucking... a lot of things that go through our heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, and you're worrying about all this stuff. And the way to, like, best advice I could give any guy, like, a thing to do is, is like, because when I had this, like, premature ejaculation problem, I just, I remember getting obsessed with, like, like fingering pussy massage type stuff and foreplay because I was like, if I can, like, give a chick a sick experience with that, then it doesn't matter what happens with my dick. And it take, that took the pressure off me and for a you know what I mean? And so, like, that was all I, I focused on for a long time. And so the best thing you can do is if you get a chick, lay her down naked, and if you literally just, like, caress her skin. Oh, my God, we did this. Yeah, like, caress her skin, up her, up her arms, like, through her hands, and, like, 
literally draw circles around her tits, like across her stomach, inside her legs. If you do that shit for like 20, 30 minutes, she'll be so wet, so like fucking in a total daze, light a couple and of candles, like a, dim a the lights. Like that, that night that we did that, we I don't even think we had sex. It was kind of all about me where we like had lit candles and we had like massage oil and everything like that. And we, we didn't even have sex, I don't think. No, no, no. It was just like purely like this slowed right down in comparison to like our usual sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was it was like – I don't even know the right word for it. I want to say beautiful, but I don't think that explains us <laughs> explains us in the relationship. Don't, you, don't do all. this to me, Tess. <laughs> but it was. It was so... If you just caress her whole body and then, like, go around her pussy, don't touch anything, leave the cl- The clit is dessert. That's the thing I got taught. That's another Yeah, combo, some guys go straight to the clit. Don't go for the just... clit at all. You shouldn't. Even, I don't even really go anywhere near it. And then just, like, stro- slowly stroke around her. She'll be so turned on. She'll want you to put a finger in her. And even then when you do that, like, really slowly stick a finger in all the way and, like, explore all the outer extremities and, like, outer – is that even a word? <laughs> you know, like um, – It's all about the build-ups. But just just that alone – and, I, and I, I, I did it he- I've done it heaps of times where you start massaging a chick and you start to get this kind of, like, who the fuck are you? What are you doing? Where did this come from? Like, this is not normal type reaction. Because it's not. Because most guys are just trying to fucking – Get it in, get it done, kind of thing. Um, so that that's like a massive thing. Foreplay's huge. If you just caress her whole body, it doesn't even have to be some super like it intimate, like romantic thing. Yeah, like you could <laughs> you just find a chick in a club and do it. Like, <laughs> but like that alone just makes it so different. And it's it's not even about making it different. That alone allows her to relax, and it, it'll like turn her on because her sexual energy is very different to ours. So that's yeah. That's number three. Number four was like yeah. Under, well, that's foreplay essentially. Um, they're the main ones though, I think. Yeah. Don't judge, open communication, foreplay. And then, and I, I did say to Tez before we started talking, before we started recording, like clearing your own guilt and shame. And that's a kind of a little bit more complicated and intangible, but that for me was huge. I guess it's like accepting yourself and also not judging yourself. Either. Yeah. That was the so big thing I was doing. Other, the other person who you're sleeping with, having sex with, your partner, whoever it might be, but also not holding yourself to those, those I don't know, any like guilt or shame you've got about your own sexual preferences or identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so speaking about not judging yourself and like um, your like guilt and shame and shit, you know, I told you that I wanted to like, have something to bring up on the pod that I wasn't going to talk to. I didn't tell you about beforehand. Oh, my God. So one thing, because I think this is like a, it's a relevant uh, topic for people that are listening to this and the stuff we're talking about, is I want to talk about the size of my dick. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm fucking serious. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm deadly serious. I I believe like I have like a fucking average, if not smaller. I'm fucking losing. And I want you to be like deadly honest about it. I have, I give you full permission. That's why I didn't want to bring it up beforehand. No, because like it's a thing guys worry about. I know it's no, a thing 100%, like you don't have a big dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this whole podcast is about the best sex of my life, and that it's is... not my fault that small dicks do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Such so true, though. Like some guys have big dicks, and it's not even it's it's not good sex at all but it's all about the experience and what you're saying it's about it's about the foreplay it's about making her feel like she's able to be herself and kind of surrender and release and be her true sexual self it's it's about yeah the communication not feeling judged anything like that so there's so many more aspects of good sex and what makes good sex other than just your dick size and how you use it and the things you do with with your hands and your mouth and your your speaking and how you're touching 
touching her and feeling her and everything like that. There's so much more to good sex than dick. You could have a micro penis and be better than the biggest fucking dick I've had sex with. I challenge that statement. I, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have had a sexual experience with a micro dick. Uh, I know a bunch of chicks that have. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah. Not. Not wild, but... Anyway, I thought it'd be a funny thing to bring up. No, but it is a really good point to bring up because I feel like guys that are average size or below average size or feel like they are small in comparison do think that will affect their sex life and they're not as confident as they could be or they think that that they're going to be judged. They will feel that same way as females feel a lot of the time that she's going to, you know, she's going to think I've got a small dick, she's not going to enjoy herself. So I'm actually really glad that you brought that up. Because that's not the case at all. Case in point, you. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad my identity is not revealed. But anyway, no, no. I was going to say, um, that that which is kind of what you were saying as well. I think you'll agree with is like, sex is different for men and women in the sense that guys are very, and it's a masculine thing, very like goal oriented. Like I got to make her come. If I didn't make her come, then like it's I judge myself yeah. and I'm not worthy and all this yeah. sort of bullshit. But like one thing I've noticed from the girl I've been seeing is um, the sort of shit that she will say she appreciates from me is just, like, so different to the things I think I'm doing well. Mm-hmm. Like, she'll be like, oh, you kissed me on the forehead or, like, or stuff like... Um, <laughs> I remember the time you kissed me on the forehead. That never happened. lost it. That never happened. I never let But anyway, go. moving on. Um, <laughs> but just shit like... Um, <laughs> but, like, she, she'll... Like, I'm trying to think of other stuff. Oh, like, when I was having a moment, like, you made me feel, like, non-judged and supported. And it's, like, I know that's more, like, relationship stuff than than sex. But even even in sex, like, a woman will judge – correct me if I'm wrong here. Like, a woman will have a good sexual experience based on, like, how safe she felt. Um, like, the experience. A guy will judge it on, like, if he busted a nut or, like, something more, like, yeah. tangible. Yeah. Whereas, like, chicks – and, again, I think this is true, but – you could like fuck someone and have multiple orgasms, and but then maybe still have better sex with someone where you don't come, but just yeah. because the whole it's like an event, mm-hmm. and that's actually that actually comes back to the foreplay thing as well. Like foreplay starts for women, like when they get up in the morning and you send them a fucking text message. Yeah. Whereas for a guy, it starts when like they take their pants off. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, um, and so like it's about like building that throughout the day, and you know. We'll start wrapping things up. But I feel like this has been really good. Yeah, I hope we haven't rambled too much and I hope there's like enough like structure. Uh, I feel like in comparison, like we thought we were going to go on a lot of tangents, but I feel like we kept it on a pretty narrow road. We had a couple of little tangents, but that was as expected. Mm. But I think overall it was really good. Like there's been some good tips. There's been real life experiences that we've both both learned from and just hearing about your your whole journey to get to kind of where you are. Like nobody is good at sex straight off the bat and mm. nobody learns about it. So I think it's so important to talk about um, because you don't get to do that and you feel judged if you do go and learn about it. Like how I said to my friend, oh, this guy's gone and learned about sex. That's why we have the best sex. And she thought it was fucking weird and she was a little bit judgy about it. Mm. So, so. No, I feel like it's so important. And like even if, if you're a guy listening that's like in a relationship or you deep down know if the sex is good or not. Like you know if your chick enjoys it or like mm. not whether you think she does. Like you know. And like I, th- I think one of the reasons, one of the things that drove me to get good as well is like, like obviously I wanted to be able to like pleasure women that I was with. But I think in some way I've always had this kind of like fear or concern that like a chick would, 
if you if you can't sexually satisfy your chick, in my opinion, it's a matter of time before she fucks someone else. Like whether that's true or not, and everyone would be like, my girlfriend wouldn't do it. Yeah, bro, but fifty percent of wedding uh, marriages end in divorce. Then that's not to say there's not one heaps more. There's Isn't people more than 50%? fifty end in divorce, but then of the fifty that don't, how many of them are good slash mm-hmm. cheating on each other, fucking other people? So like, I just kind of felt like I didn't have a choice. Like I had to go and get good at it. Yeah, and it, it's it, you, and no matter what you're going through, if you do think you have a problem or you do think like things are fucking bad or I guarantee you there's nothing wrong with you. Like you can fix it. I was useless and like turned it around so quickly in a way that I never thought would be possible. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Sharing our secrets with the world. Imagine if we really got granular on the detail of some of those, some of those nights. Like we'll, there's probably shit I've forgotten about, for, which is probably for the best, to be honest with you. That is definitely for the best. Um, and if anybody would like Mr. Gray's details, feel free to slide into my DMs and I'll pass them straight on. Legit. You're welcome. I'll be like, yeah, let's do it. All right. Bye. See ya.